0: i'm austin cabot i'm adam Jabay. what's up buddy how you doing doing great man just uh last week of work before christmas
1: yeah how's the christmas break at uh at the turbo manufacturer that shall not be named oh i'm still i went to work today i'm going
0: to work the rest of the week too i might be sick on thursday and friday we'll see
1: wow that'd be too bad
0: yeah i know (laughs) yeah (laughs) starting to feel it Ah oh, man, I hear it in your voice. It'd be a shame if me and the rest of the crew that's at work go to lunch on Thursday and end up eating something and getting sick. Oh, I know that would be so bad if that yeah, happened. Yeah, it'd be it just it'd be terrible.
1: Yeah, I heard it might happen though.
0: So <laughs> I don't know. We gotta we gotta find the right place to go and eat. Apparently,
1: oh, Yeah. am oh the wrong one. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so how much time how much time do you get off work at the new job? How much time do I what? How much time do you get off of work at the new place for Christmas? Oh, uh, I'll have all of next week off. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're we're going suck. to
0: Pennsylvania. Really? Yep. What are you going out there for? Jessica's sister lives there.
1: Oh, cool. Cool. So... Flying out?
0: Not driving? No, nah, <laughs> not driving. I wish. I wish we could. It's only like a 40-hour drive. Yeah. Speaking of driving, man, I, I drove the wagon a decent distance yesterday. I drove out to Corona, California. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my buddy that I was hanging out with that I was like, oh, yeah, i never had any issues out of the car. No, nothing. No check engine lights. Nothing. And guess yep. what happened when I got back into town? Check engine light? Uh, glow plug light was flashing. So it could be <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it could be the fuel pump. It could be the turbo or it could be something as silly as like a, a taillight being out. So the, the is the glow plug light like the check engine light? Um I guess it's the pre check engine light there's another there's a legit check engine light, but I guess oh technically gosh. if the glow plug light is on, then you could still technically pass emissions right It's another diesel cheat I would
1: imagine is yeah, it yeah it's not well, a check have, engine have, light it's a glow plug light do you have emissions in california oh yeah, absolutely i mean uh do you personally have emissions
0: in california oh, do i i admit <laughs> I emit a lot of stuff in California yeah. but um, my car's still registered in Georgia. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 Well, who cares?
1: <laughs> so the, I know.
0: Uh, I know. Last time we talked, uh, I was looking at getting a new emissions compliant vehicle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that so, would be something. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: would be a big change for you in the oh, last yeah. ten years. So looking for you know for a while it was the Focus RS. I I watched a video today of the Focus RS. Versus the BMW M2 uh, that was okay. actually, it looked like it was filmed at Gingerman. I'm fr- fairly certain it was filmed at Gingerman. Um, hmm. With probably the same exact M2 that Matt Farah had borrowed. Was it that blue for one? Before Life? Yeah, it was the blue one.
1: That thing was fast. Did you ride in that thing? Mm,
0: uh, yeah, when we went, to, we went to buy some beer.
1: Yeah, it was better. Like, I didn't think that those
0: things were that fast. <laughs> yeah, they're fast, man. I mean, it was it's,
1: ridiculous. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know anything about a new cars. So every time I get in a new car, I'm like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> Power windows. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Defrosters.
0: <laughs> You're lost without a cassette player, yeah. aren't you?
1: Man, I, I'm. I haven't used a stereo, like even in my work truck. Like I don't turn the stereo on. I just it's all in the head headsets and like I don't know. I'm not a buyer for cars anymore. Like I've just kind of found my own niche and like I could drive a Model T if it got out of its own way, it, it would be fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore.
0: A Model T you <laughs> could probably cars, fit some pretty, pretty decent sized tires under a Model T. Got lots of space to work with.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I might not uh, might not tow my big trailer though. You can put a Cummins in it. Uh, that would be a terrible idea. are not those things <laughs> like wood frames? <laughs> it's like a 1,000-pound, 1,500-pound motor. That was the heaviest motor that I ever had on an engine stand was at 6BT59 Cummins. I put my F350, um, The my or engine hoist, I mean, and an engine stand. Um, but, uh, my engine hoist, when it was on the, sh- it was on the shortest, you know, extension, like the one that's all the way in uh-huh. and, and you could put your eye against it and you could see the whole thing. And it's like a four inch steel Just tube, in the Harbor freight engine. And you could see it like have a slight bow when it lifted up the Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> It was creepy, man. Are those, are the,
0: are those heavier than, than the seven threes? Uh, probably right about the same diesel engines okay. are
1: freaking pigs, man. Yeah. My- so
0: my, my seven, three, when I lived in Chicago I parked yeah. it in the same spot of the driveway, and after just a couple months, I had these nice little, like, worn rut areas where the front tires would sit all the
1: time. Yeah, somebody needed to put more stone under that driveway, that happens. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, uh, my dad's driveway's got, um, when, he put, when he did the driveway probably 25 years ago, um, he put, uh, like, nine inches of stone underneath of it. Like, it's got a crazy base of stone. And that, like, you could, you could pull a, you could pull a semi onto it every day. That's what he, that's what he always said. And so for the past 12 years, I've been parking my work truck in the exact same spot. Totally have a little bit of divot everywhere, and that's where all the water pools. (laughs) You could see it. (laughs) But yeah, in a regular driveway, they don't hold up to, uh, to big trucks at all, man. That doesn't, you can really deform blacktop a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, trucks, stinky trucks, uh, old vehicles, um, instead of a brand new car, what are you thinking about buying today? Because it's super, not the same, <laughs> not the same day car. as last time. There's been some yeah. recent some recent developments. Yeah, I know, you were texting me on Saturday about it, and got me. it got me in the feels a little bit, just a little bit. So back in
0: 2009, Sport Compact Car had this 88 EF Civic
1: uh, called Project Backmarker. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I remember it, that. I remember that article series vaguely. Was it in Sport, Sport Compact Car or Modified? Sport Compact Car. Okay. So,
0: or it might have been in both. Uh, I have the Sport Compact yeah. Car episode or episode issue
1: with it. I think it might have been right when those magazines were like, uh, you know, you kind of like, re, yeah, when Sport Compact Car was shutting down. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, because I know the photo that I've shared of
0: it um, has a modified logo.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but
0: anyways, it's it's like a two owner car. Um, the original owner, I think he was telling me the original owner bought it brand new and drove it for something like, uh, like 15 years or something. Yeah. So, uh, what, it's,
1: what, what, what exactly is it? Uh what, do you mean? uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I know what it is, but.
0: Oh, I said it's a, an 88 EF Civic. EF Civic.
1: No, uh, Hatch. The, what, 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 uh, what model? I mean, actually. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't remember that. If you just said it a minute ago, I'm picturing um, you saying backmarker.
0: I don't know. They didn't. They didn't have the SI. So triple. Yeah, didn't level, have a sunroof. No, so. no sunroof either. So you would know yeah, better so than I would on the '88s what, what
1: model that is. Yeah, that that would probably just be a standard or a DX. Um, okay. Okay. It, it's US market though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it has yeah. uh, SIR uh, like a whole SIR front clip. Yeah, the SIR front bumper's got the uh, the wraparound corner lens, or bumper lights, and uh, it, it's a better looking front end. Different, yeah. And different I think head- the different headlights. The headlights are plastic too, plastic lenses instead of glass, I believe. Yeah, and I think that the SIR headlights are a little bit wider too. They uh, they like extend towards the middle of the hood a little bit more. So. Okay. And then it,
0: it has yeah. like full hard race um, bushing kit on it, it's and kind of nice. some Mugen One Mugen N1 coilovers that hey. are that are that are blown and then a set yeah. of like 15 by six and a half presidios that the current yeah. owner bought brand new in 1993 from the shop here <laughs> shop here in la that eventually became option i guess oh really cool yeah so decent decent little bit of history the motor hmm. apparently it's still the the factory motor is a d15 but but apparently major? the the oil is a little a little muddy
1: yeah Oh, it's got a little bit of a mix there, huh? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been
0: parked for head a while. Seat. It's been parked yeah. for a while. So my question is, if I get it, what motor should I put in it, or should I just rebuild what? that motor? It's probably just a head gasket, that, and it's probably not too bad.
1: If if it's a du- is is it a dual point or was it converted to multi point? I don't um, remember anything about the article stuff. I don't remember. I think it it might be a dual point. Dual points blow. You know, well, the dual point motors are fine. That's what I've, uh, that, that was actually the motor, uh, all, all the dual, all the D15s were dual point injection, which means two throttle body injectors instead of the multi-point, which had an injector at the top of each cylinder. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's definitely, it's
0: port. definitely throttle body injected
1: then. Okay. Yeah. If it's got the little round, like, uh, you know, six inch round thing up at top, top of the intake manifold, that's yeah. the dual point injection. Um, It's, it's down in Phoenix, you said, right? Uh, I don't know where it is. Can't give okay. away too many clues, or else
0: it'll go missing.
1: <laughs> okay, we won't talk about that. Um, but you know a guy in Phoenix who could help you with the multi-point swap if you wanted to swap to that. But. I do, and he also said we could wire up a, a series of uh, kill switches too. Okay, that'd be a good idea. So yeah, hide a put put two or three kill switches in there: fuel pump kill and main kill. You know, battery kill.
0: I mean, while I'd love to keep it like the good old single jingle, um, yeah.
1: part well, of me wants to do like of- a B a
0: B series in it.
1: Yeah, the problem with rebuilding it. I mean, you can make decent power. The motor that I had in my CRX race car was a dual point motor, um, but it was uh, with S- in STL, the class that my car's for. You can use the intake manifold that was on the car or on the motor, and so technically, I was swapping a motor. I was going to a smaller motor, but I could use the SI intake manifold, um, and ignition is free and everything. So I converted my car to multi or left my car multi point, put the smaller motor in, but did the high compression big you know uh, high compression pistons and big cam um so if you're going to rebuild it you're going to spend the money of buying a b16 swap that's it's a lot of money yeah Um, and
0: i kind of want to be like our buddy dill and just do a nice b16 in it and just rev it to the
1: moon yeah he he put that motor uh, i think mikey from mikey from pro function built that motor but he, he did it like six track seasons ago and i think it's just a I think he's got stock ITR cams in it uh, with just SuperTech valve train, and it's like a 11 and a half to one or something, made like 180 wheel um and every time like every time a turn one in Gingerman, man he probably drags the rev limiter for like 200 feet uh you know he he decides to shift or not shift and if he doesn't it's like a 200 foot going, into, going into and you're turn like one. you're like oh there goes dill <laughs> yeah every single time man bumping that rev limiter i think he put a four nine final job yeah in that car, which yeah i think pretty, this yeah. this season i don't think he's had the same issue yeah, he changed he changed something in the last couple of years and he hasn't dragged the Revlon or as much. But back in the day, like when you lived up here full time, he was, that was I think he had a 47 oh, or a 44. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was just like riding the Revlon like 2-300 feet. and it was it wasn't a, like a 8200 rpm Revloner. It was like a 9600 rpm Revloner. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, b- I remember b 16s are cool. The um, first time I drove kind of the car,
0: the first time I drove the car, like I was at redline on the dash and I was like, oh, "I better shift." And then I came back in, and I was like, I felt like the car still had a little bit more up top. He was like, yeah, man, just run it until it, it hits the rev limiter and
1: then shift. <laughs> <laughs> don't All believe right. that tachometer. <laughs> All right. The, Whatever that you say, The tachometer's lying to you. Whatever you say, Dil. Was that an Autobahn?
0: Um, the first time I drove it ever was at Mid-Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2012. ITR about, Expo. Right? Yeah, and it was, yeah. I think one of the, he was having some brake issues. Like one of the calipers in the rear was dragging or something. Uh, so I, you'd remember, be going, I remember talking to him about that. You'd that be day, going yeah. down the back straight and get on the brakes, and all of a sudden the whole thing is just like at a like 60 degree angle to the track.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember BSing in the paddock with him about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was yeah. the first time Castan, I drove it. And then I drove it at Autobahn top after the brakes. Yeah. I drove it at, yeah, Autobahn I, at uh, uh maybe a GPS track time event. Maybe I can't. I, think that I can't was quite right remember. At, that was right
1: after you bought your enclosed, right?
0: Uh, no, it was before. That was right. I think that was right around the time we were doing the K swap.
1: And... I think you had your enclosed trailer then. I think I remember him talking about how cool it was to hang out in an enclosed trailer. I
0: don't think it was maybe mine. Was an,
1: maybe it was another time. I don't. Know. Maybe
0: maybe at. I think I brought the enclosed to West Michigan Honda meet.
1: That might have been it, yeah. But,
0: yeah, at Autobahn, I don't think I I brought it out to Autobahn.
1: I remember him texting me, Austin's so fast. And uh, I was like, what, did he drive your car like the next day or that day or whatever? And he's like, Austin's so fast, you beat me by two seconds or something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was was one time.
1: I think that was Autobahn South. That was
0: one time I came in. Yeah,
1: Autobahn South, yeah. And
0: I I didn't want to show him the lap timer.
1: I really (laughs) couldn't. Yeah, Dill, and and uh, now Dill is—he's uh, probably the fastest 1.6 liter on street tires that anybody's ever seen at any of these events. I think he ran a 43 at Gingerman with a B16 on RE71Rs this year. Yeah, and that uh, at Gingerman—that's friggin' rolling fast on street tires. It's ridiculous. I remember,
0: I remember back in the day, that's what like Jack Stodola did. I think in the TO yeah. hatch with a K swap, yeah.
1: Yeah, with a K20 on street tires or an R888s or whatever. So, yeah, this year, this year, Dale it. found he he found a bunch of speed. that, mm-hmm. uh, That's like, that's that on, I mean, he's got a little bit more compression and a little bit less weight than that car, or right around the same weight that the car would run in like Honda Challenge H2, but he had, you know, street tires. Although Re seventy one R's and uh, Toyota RRs are probably halfway similar, so Dill has had a caged
0: car longer than most of the buddies have, yeah. and he's the last one to talk about going wheel to wheel.
1: Well, he's, he's been talking about it for like four years, <laughs> and then he keeps blowing money on new house and uh, freaking new Land or Land Cruiser Toyota. from seventy eight. Yeah,
0: that thing is super yeah. awesome. By the way, I know it's, it's gone it. now. It's gone. Yeah, he yeah sold I think it. it's in Texas.
1: He's, he's talking about buying another one like every day, and then he wants to buy some f- – because uh, he, he he and I are in the Ramblers chat on Facebook, and <laughs> now he's talking about buying like some $800 f- f- fit with 20,000 miles that was flood damage from some crazy Russian dude. <laughs> yeah. Dylan <laughs> and his brother buy uh, – they talk about fits a lot, but uh, – What's Dill up with all these guys? For that Land all
0: these guys are dumping their fits, man. I saw Mikey Brzezinski selling his.
1: Yeah, he's probably not really going to sell it. Uh, who knows? I, I've been yelling at Mikey all day because he was like one of our founding spec fit buddies. Yeah, that's what I posted up. I Has-
0: <laughs> hashtag scumbag Mikey.
1: <sighs> Freaking stupid Mikey. Come on, Mikey. Pull it together, man. The <laughs> And then Chris Sullivan, our photographer buddy, um, he uh, he sold his – basically, he had the blue and with, with highlighter yellow uh, wheels spec fit in, uh, at Gridlife Events. He sold his, um, but he sold it to buy a K24 fit. So, um, yeah, so that black got one, a, right? Yeah. I think it's like a dark green, he said, but it looks black in every picture, but okay. Yeah. Now he's got a, a totally obscene daily driver. <laughs> it sounds so fun.
0: It's Awesome. It's probably, it's probably so, quicker than his S 2000 is
1: definitely d- totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, now we have now we have f- fulfilled our obligatory uh, swap a K24 into it uh, talk for at least two seconds on every slip angle. Hondas,
0: Hondas, Hondas, Hondas.
1: What about Hondas, Hondas, Hondas? K24 swap, K24 swap. So that's <laughs> canions, the other thing. it's canyons,
0: Like B series are so cheap now. If I did get this EF, yeah. B series are so cheap. You know, could I build a decent B series for way less than the cost of doing a K swap?
1: A K Oh, totally. Yeah. Like what, um, what would it to,
0: take? What would it take to have a like a two hundred and twenty, two hundred and thirty wheel horsepower B series?
1: Well that that's gonna take getting into the bottom end of something, which if you're gonna be dailying it, I would probably just I'd really probably just find that the best way to get into a swap nowadays, it, like the way I did it in my C R X, and the only real cheap way to do it is to find somebody who's got like a project car that they're abandoning because they knocked their girlfriend up or whatever. <laughs> um it's totally the best way to do it. And I got a GSR swap, uh, H. It's an H motor swap, so it's like not stolen. Uh, I had a bunch of little random parts on it, I, and basically I'm into the thing for less than a thousand bucks now. After selling the parts car and parting out a few things and selling the skunk two manifold that came with it, and See, stuff I just, like that. I don't that. have
0: that kind of space yeah. or time, man.
1: Yeah, it that that takes a little bit of time. Um, or you got to know somebody like Brian at Hasport who can find you cheap stuff. Um, yeah. and has a place to do it. Um. But a GSR or a Type R uh, bottom end, and you know, mill the head a bunch, you can get over two hundred wheel easy um, on a totally streetable setup, like eleven and a half, twelve to one setup. But and, even and on an going EF, into the head
0: on an EF, that's no, so be just fast, awesome, yeah,
1: so fast. It's, that's a twelve second car, you know. So that's um,
0: that's what I want, man. I think that
1: thing. I would probably stick. I'd probably stick with bottom, with a stock bottom end for now, um, if you're gonna do something. I would fo- I would if you're gonna put any money into anything, I would put money into a cool trans. Like go with like a
0: since, like a, quaif. since like a
1: quaif.
0: A B series well, quaif.
1: Yeah, it it uh <laughs> <it's> <laughs> a, a, a a decent LSD or just buy type R trans or something like that. But, yeah. Um, I, doesn't, giant, doesn't Bones Bones builds transes right? transes, right? Oh yeah, he builds tons of trannies. He loves trannies. <laughs> Um, a JDM Type R trans, easy. It's kind of the easy button with a B series swap. Yeah. Um yeah. it's got a four seven final and a basically LSD a quave. and you know, it's got yeah. a, a, a OEM quave, It's a, a, a helical gear type or whatever torsion or whatever the heck you call it. It's a gear type diff, but um, not the best diff, but really the best all around. Dill's car's got a got a m factory you know, gear type in it, so and it's fast as shits. So you don't so need the plate diff to go crazy me, fast. But.
0: Part of me is just afraid that if I do build one, it's gonna get stolen. Luckily I live in a pretty decent part of LA, but it yeah. will get stolen eventually.
1: The well, can, benefit, you can, well you, you the, can park in a garage at your place, right?
0: Yeah. I mean but the benefit you know to always having the potential for it to be stolen a lot easier than other cars uh, would yeah. be that I would get out and enjoy the car more. Because I knew my yeah. time was limited with it.
1: Well, maybe. If you do a bunch of kill switches and you like take the steering wheel off and take it into work with you and shit, you know, it's going to be fine. I mean, I'd, be probably,
0: okay. I'd probably like, do a cage, a back half cage, uh, yeah. and then just like chain the steering wheel up to it. Just attach it, chain it up there, <laughs> and just be like, huh, Some- suckers. Just a bike lock, just drop it behind the passenger seat and bike lock it to the cage. <laughs> so I was uh, I was reading through because I've been doing a little bit of research because you yeah. know the only Honda that I've ever really owned myself was my S2000. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I've kind of you know been around stuff long enough that I I kind of yep. know what the deal is. But I did I did some research and apparently there's a mod you can do where you know you you use the like the power window switch is a kill switch yeah. you can wire
1: it in. Yeah. Yeah, people have used, like, every button on there as a kill switch. I've seen the hazard switch be the kill switch, and then they just have the hazard somewhere else.
0: Um, so my the 240Z that my dad and I restored when I was in high school, it had, you yeah. know, the old, like, brights switch? Uh, like, yeah. over by the clutch.
1: Okay, yeah, down on the floor, yeah. Yeah,
0: on the floor to, to like, turn the brights on. That was yeah. the actual, like, that
1: was a kill switch on that car. Yeah. Well, um On an EF, it's like, you know, you could hide, if you hide, if you hid two kill switches and um, I would probably hide a push button start somewhere and just use the key for ignition Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and then pull the ignition wire like somewhere else to where even if they got underneath the dash, they couldn't find it. And then you you have a push button start like on the floor, you know, underneath the gas door thing or something, you know,
0: you know, you could probably Um, do. Have you ever seen a have you ever seen a criminal get into a car and put a seatbelt on and then try and start it? You probably like tie it into the seatbelt piece.
1: It's <laughs> probably not. It's not a bad idea. Yeah.
0: The seatbelt has <laughs> to be hooked for the car to start. Or,
1: or, or, or tie it into your passenger seatbelt and just grab that thing and drop <laughs> yes. it in every time. Yeah. So the, the uh, do the EF do and, and they have
0: the goofy a, the EFs don't have the goofy
1: like uh, seatbelts do they? Um, the door mounted like the passive seatbelts or whatever. Yeah. Um. Nah. Night. Ninety ninety ones have door-mounted seat belts, okay. but only the four-door EXs and LXs, I think, had the act, like the ones that roll across that the, the a, window. The a color. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and you can you can totally disable that stuff. You can swap to older doors and stuff too on some of them. But. So I,
0: I had like uh, I had a vision today when I was driving to work, of uh, just uh, me me <laughs> driving that EF to work, with yeah. like a halo seat and harnesses. But still, like yeah. full interior, and I don't even know if it has air conditioning. But yeah, um, I don't know. I I think I'm 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 pretty set on it just because the the cosmetics on it are so good, and yeah. like the bushings yeah. are all gorgeous. done. So yeah. really, it's just a motor, which you know would yeah. actually with with everybody that we know should be pretty easy. It's that and yeah. suspension, and then find find yeah. another set of wheels.
1: Yeah, for suspension, I would do. You talked about you know maybe talk to Ibach, get yeah. some uh, talk some to cars. Mark or, or talk to David Whitener. Yeah, dude, I, dude, the Whitener things, you know, he, he runs a little softer rates, and they would be nice on the street. And so the freaking cheap, dude.
0: <laughs> I was talking to Pete, Pete Lindbergh uh, yesterday yeah. about about all this stuff. Apparently, the 88 non-SIs aren't in, they're not an STS car.
1: So oh, I couldn't. Did I lose you? You there? I lost you for a second. The, the 88 non-SIs are what? They're, uh, they're not STS eligible. Really, I didn't know that. So that's that's what what I understand. Well, you're not going to run a serious autocross uh, campaign anyway. So. I don't know. I uh,
0: one of the guys what? that runs the local region down here. Um, yeah. That's on on the forum that shall not be named. We had lunch yesterday together. Oh, what's his screen name? Um, I don't know his screen name because I don't spend a whole lot of time on that forum. Yeah,
1: but I I know so, a bunch he, of dudes in the like, LA area
0: drives this like crazy go-kart thing with an orange frame um (laughs) and a turbo on it i don't want to mention his name in case in case he doesn't want to be mentioned
1: yeah that's fine but in sts you basically have to stop have to you you can't do a motor swap or anything either yeah so you got to have an si motor and you got to have you know basically it's got to be like 89 plus si then right so yeah, I think so you know, and the 89 yeah, it,
0: apparently is the one to have because it's forty pounds lighter because it doesn't have door reinforcement, which also means yeah, the, that the 88 that I'm looking at buying probably doesn't have door reinforcements
1: no they <laughs> they've got something but it ain't much the the 80 the late 89s and I think the ninety ninety ones, they have like a big beam in the door and it's like 12 15 pounds a piece um, I think the car to have is it's the it's the Jap- or Japanese built. I forget the name of the VIN, but it's got it's like a J H whatever blah blah blah. The the VIN starts with a different number. Um, And the early ones, yeah, they were lighter. They had different, you know, thinner thinner parts in a few places. And it's some of the earlier ones. It was just a Japanese shell or whatever instead of the Canadian shell. So I was I was watching some of the like I was watching the regular
0: car reviews video um, on the the EF, and I laughed where like none of the U.S. cars are actually EFs; they're EDs.
1: Yeah, they're all Eds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so just call it call it yeah. Ed
1: F Ed. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why Dennis Duff calls his car Ugly Ed.
0: Oh, that makes um, sense.
1: Yeah, his uh, yeah, it's his screen name on like every Honda forum ever. That super um, makes sense now. Yeah, and you can have Ed. You know, you actually, can, with, that with that all the be...
0: Ramblers crew, like I don't know. I feel like if I got an EF, I would. N- it would never be hard for me to find parts, no matter how no, rare they are. Easy. Like the community is there.
1: I've literally been playing with EFs since I was nineteen. Um, I've had an EF. I, I bought my first. I bought my current Red Hatch when I when, on my nineteenth birthday. So I, actually, I've been playing with them since I was eighteen. I bought a White Hatch before then and wrapped it around a tree at school. Um, <laughs> and then I had f- eighty nine four door daily that I bought for fifty bucks. Ran with no with no dash. Did a multi point swap. Did a trans LSD swap. Uh, slammed it on old coilovers and stuff. And spray-painted flat black I drove that for like 60,000 miles I still got my red one my second one that I ever bought that's my uh, in my turbo streetcar and then uh, how many more did I have I had a tan one for a little while I had a maroon one that was super nice that uh, I sold to my buddy Al and he put an H23 into it and then promptly flipped it over into a ditch and sold it to my buddy Mike who fixed the the rolled over roof and then he drove it forever uh, how many more do I have? I had my race car, uh, which I still have. Um, my next race car, which I am gonna have. I have it, but I haven't done anything with it except for strip it down. Um and I bought two or three parts cars in between there. And I also bought one that my brother and I put a Nissan V six in the back of. We made it rear-wheel Drive and then really? we just never finished the yeah, we never finished the project. It's sitting behind my barn at, at work. Huh. It was this rust-free shell that this kid—he uh, went—he was going to UTI up in, uh, you know, the United Technical Institute or whatever. You know, he's going to be a mechanic, and he had a B16B into it, uh, like a Civic Type R motor, like a EK Civic Type R from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he parted the whole car out, and I was like following the part out, and then I bought the shell for a hundred bucks. It was like this perfect shell, no rust, no nothing. Um, I went up there and, and like we had to put we had to put two by fours in the suspension in order to get it on the trailer because he didn't have coilovers on it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like we had to make two two by four coilovers to roll it on the trailer. Awesome. And then and then, so we rolled it on and then my brother and I cut the whole back tub out of it like from the from the front seats all the way back like cut all the chassis out and threw it in the garbage. Um, and then we built a we took a Nissan Maxima front end. And then we basically dropped the Civic over top of that and welded it in. Um, And we did, like, an okay job for, like, this was, like, 15 years ago 13 years ago. And uh, the car was a roller, but we just never finished the job. Like, all of a sudden, we were totally broke, and we were both working and busy and had girlfriends and just never finished it, which is kind of a bummer. It sat behind the shop for a while, and it's still back there. So,
0: So, yeah, how how do we
1: never talk about that thing? That sounds awesome. I think it came up on, like for a minute and like when we we're talking to somebody else, but yeah, it, it, uh, it's one of them things that like, you know, get to it someday or just like, like when I crashed my car in 2011 at ITR Expo at Carolina Motorsports Park, I slid my car, my red hatch, um, my streetcar into a barrier, you know, slid forever. I think I told that story. That was I had the the Polish dude in the passenger seat and like he mm-hmm. said that was fu- that was awesome, man. <laughs> that was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> um and so I wrecked the door and the fender. So I sold the fender and door off of it. So right now it's fenderless and doorless. And somebody it's over by the train tracks behind my building and somebody threw a rock through one of the windows. So it's like missing stuff, but it's all there. <laughs> so, but uh yeah that's a car that I built one time and never finished that's the I think that's my only unfinished project that's like the only one that I kind of abandoned but I guess I didn't abandon it if I still have it but yeah it's uh, just it's yeah. just it's
0: been, it's been resting
1: it's just in hiatus in, in rustatus so <laughs> yeah I don't know
0: what it is like the e f it, it's almost like it's almost like a miata but a little yeah. bit more
1: practical yeah. and obviously I, wrong wrong wheel drive but like i'm people everybody considers me a Honda guy but like Hondas, like 92 up Hondas, they don't do anything for me. You're, you're like, not I a Honda not... guy. You're not a Honda guy. You're an EF guy. Yeah. I've, li- I literally got like, I have no, like they're fine cars, like 80, 92 to 95 are great. Like EGs are sweet, but like, I don't want an EG. It's a freaking bubble. I don't So, want one
0: so EF, EF versus CRX.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. CRX is but EFs, yeah, uh, but, you know, what are the, everybody fine... considers that generation.
0: What are the fine know? nuances between the two? Why would you get one over the other?
1: Um, well, I I never had any FCRX until I had my race car, and I only bought it because it was like too good of a deal. It had like three four thousand dollars in spare parts with it, and I sold off like three of them, and basically I had like a fifteen hundred dollar race car, two thousand dollar race car, and a
0: couple loose bolts. But.
1: Yeah, and a cracked suspension and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I never had an EF race car or EF until then. Um, I, actually, I did. I kind of I, I was co-owner in Gutty, which is our our '88 HF car that we won the Grassroots two thousand nine dollar champ two thousand nine dollar challenge with. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and that's still around. We still have that. It's up in the, at Luke's uh, shop in Michigan. But okay. And Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Wilcox from uh, Wagon Attack fame. People have seen the Wagon Attack videos. That was that was him. So. I
0: told you. I, I've talked about it before. Like I saw those videos when I was in college.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: and then like I get yeah. up, I get up to West Michigan Honda meet, and it's all of you guys. And I thought yeah, it was the coolest we... thing ever.
1: Luke and I built that first turbo kit. Um he drove down on a Friday night and then we got we went and got food and it was a like a HF manifold T twenty five like Mitsubishi turbo. We built it like f- twelve hours overnight, got down at like three A or four AM and then uh we street tuned it like with a base map. We're like, that's pretty good. And he went and drove it and like went home and drove for like thirty thousand miles and filmed <laughs> that. And then the next one, Wagon Attack Two, uh, we did a built motor. It had like Pistons, rods, Eagle rods, you know, SRP pistons. Uh, that's the one that the got cam. the most views, right? Wagon attack. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And uh, my brother built a turbo manifold for it. We built a whole turbo setup, tuned it to like 26 or 30 PSI. Um, and with all wheel drive, like we, we literally, it was cold out when we were street tuning it. We were street. We have this road along the highway that we street tune on or used to when, when you know, before we had children and Mortgages, <laughs> but, um, and and, the, and you could see both ends of the road. There was like a mile long road. You could see both ends, and there's a cornfield on one side and a highway on the other. So it was like a frontage road. Um, and and we couldn't get any traction on the on the tuning road because it was all dusty from like uh like you know from harvesting or whatever. And we had four dudes in the car, and this thing's doing burnouts as I shift to, like, third gear. It's, like, sliding all <laughs> over the place. It's doing all-wheel drive burnouts with four dudes in the car sliding around. <laughs> it was so rad on 30 PSI or whatever. But, uh, and that, yeah, that was the Wagon Attack 2 motor. Um a Wagon Attack 3 was the one where he took it to Iceland. Uh, and we did, like, a full rebuild on it. Did even better turbo setup because it, like, couldn't fail. Because they were they were going to film in the middle of nowhere in Iceland, right. and there's no e f parts there right and then they th- and then they crushed it because it was thirty five hundred dollars to ship to it bring back. it back so, yeah so uh, yes yeah, so so Luke and I owned the uh the gutty CRX together, and that was the only crX I really had, but that was more of like a built for one thing, and then we kind of turned it into a track day car, but right um the only real difference is obviously the body shape um which they're real similar, like the headlights are the same, the engine bay is identical, um, like all everything's identical, the hood's the same um, but uh, really the only other thing that's the same you know, hood, and headlights, windshield I think, um, but the wheel, the suspension's identical, like you can swap all the suspension out, everything's totally identical, but the CRX is 8 inches shorter like it's tiny um, so that's the big difference, like they, they do handle quite a bit different so just because of the inherent, you know, eight inches shorter kind of thing. Right. right. So, so, but, uh, yeah, yeah a, a four door or a hatch would probably be, um, if I ever built one more car, like I'm currently building a CRX, which we'll talk about later, but that was one of the questions that we had from on Facebook. But, um, if i have one if i had the money to build one more car it would probably be or if i had the, the desire to build another ef it'd probably be a four-door because they're longer and they're a little bit more aerodynamic for like high-speed trackies right. than a, than a i remember you
0: know? i remember when christian's old uh sedan race car was for sale you're trying to get me to buy it
1: yeah the blue it one at Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful um i i messaged that dude a while back the dude that bought it um and uh yeah, he he said he's got no plans to sell it. <laughs> so, so I won't be buying that. I I should have bought it when it when uh when uh, buddy of the show Blake Meredith uh, owned it, him and a friend of his had it. They bought it as like a kind of a rental thing and then they only rented it a few times and then they sold it. So how
0: much how much but, camber uh, can you get in the front of an EF?
1: As much as you want? Yeah. Yeah. They they naturally gain camber like with stock parts. Uh mm-hmm. when you lower them, they gain camber almost perfectly. Really? Um yeah, like you you, you like get the wheel down to, you know, the fender or <clears throat> the tire down to the top, you know, down to the fender, get it like, you know, a nice slammed look. And that's usually like two and three quarter degrees or something like that. Um the the coolest new upper control arms that are out now are the uh, the PCIs. Um they it's a really, really heavy duty uh, design, like the actual arm itself is like it's all fabricated arm. And uh, and the ball joint is on. it's like a basically it's a big spherical bearing and it's got a, it's not really a ball joint. It's just sp- it's an open spherical bearing and you can slide it a lot. You can go to like five and a half degrees if you want. Huh. So
0: that'd be yeah, awesome. so that,
1: that's a it's a really cool arm. So what I'm kind of thinking, I, that's what I've got in my race car,
0: kind of thinking maybe if I could do like a period correct, like aesthetics build. But then, yeah. with all the new like motor technology and suspension technology and stuff like that,
1: that's um, kind like of what be... I want to do with my with my red with my red hatch. Is so like I... take it back to like mid nineties kind almost, of look,
0: almost like a like a like a, a power tour car, but the Honda <laughs> the Honda version.
1: So, uh, n- power is not the word. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you'd call that. The uh, the the nerd like a, the nerd tour,
0: like a rest, resto mod kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think I think that's kind of a like, <laughs> for people like you know, resto mod civic. Exactly. That's like what you're. That's kind of what it looks like right now. Like it looks perfect already.
0: Yeah. But, like I I um, leave it just like that. Yeah, just
1: you know, a lip and cool wheels, and just update a few things, suspension, and uh, maybe throw like an Auto Power or Kirk roll bar in there, just a bolt in roll bar.
0: And then LS swap it.
1: Nah, uh, <laughs> LS all the things, dude. That's right. Literally,
0: literally, I could just do an, a legit <laughs> LS swap, and that could and be Tegra, that could be my Integra
1: LS. That <laughs> could
0: be my plate, <laughs> and I can have I can have four exhaust coming out the back.
1: Yeah, LS swap, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, the 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 LS uh, the the ninety to two thousand one Integra LS swap is actually a really common swap. <laughs> See,
0: it wouldn't <laughs> be that just, bad.
1: It's just not the cool LS swap.
0: But. So I also uh, we could probably go talk to the Jacksons too and and do something fun.
1: They probably have some crap kicking around yeah, in the building. I think so. Yeah, think so. the uh they they played with ES for a long time.
0: So it'd be yeah, I mean th- it'd be really one of the easy cleaner. To work on. This would be one of the cleaner EFs in the country, I think.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of clean sounds, ones out there, but Well, there's a lot of like kinda clean ones and they start getting up close and they're really pretty molested. Yeah. Like, I mean if you, you, know, you mediocre paint jobs and if you read
0: through the articles on this thing, I think it has like they they like primered it and block sanded it like two or three times. Like it's just immaculate. Geez. And then like real
1: like, paint jobs. Yeah,
0: three like three coats of paint, two coats of clear. Like it was it's legit.
1: Well, that uh, doesn't sound like a bad one to buy. No, especially if the price is right.
0: Yeah, so
1: um, I think those getting, Mugen I'm that Mugen kind of suspension excited. I think can be rebuilt. Yeah, I, I, I think you can actually rebuild that suspension.
0: I'd probably just sell it to be honest.
1: Yeah, you can get a you know you get a few hundred bucks for it just because it says Mugen. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then I probably I probably wouldn't want to daily drive these Presidios.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd want to get uh, those aren't else. cheap wheels. Get some Rotas for daily use.
0: Yeah, some some Rota like. Some, what what are the SW388 spoon replicas? Yeah, the
1: the slipstreams.
0: Yeah, I'll just do some slipstreams and be good to go.
1: Get some slipstreams, or uh, there's another Rota that looked pretty good on EFs. I've always liked the Rota Auto X, which is like the four spoke, uh, the SRR knockoff Yeah, like, yeah, I think there's some SSRs or whatever.
0: There's some Inky's, the the Inky Apaches.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of like that look. That wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of decent decent cheap street wheels for a car like that. Four by yeah. one hundred with that offset, you know, like the thirty to forty offset, that's so easy to. There's a you know there's a billion wheel choices for that. Yeah, so that'd yeah, be a fun daily, man. Yeah, it um, wouldn't be too bad. It uh, for, uh,
0: I mean it, it would be my only car. It wouldn't just be a daily. So I would take yeah. it to the track. I'd probably do some VTEC club stuff with it. Maybe drive it to Chicago yeah. in the summer.
1: Yeah, I, I would recommend throwing like an auto power bolt-in bar in there. The best part about those is you can do it without, you know, gutting the whole interior and welding and destroying the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it right over top of the carpeting. And then, like, when you, if you want to sell the car, like, you take it out and you sell the roll bar and you only lose, like, 50 bucks. I mean, dude, There's always somebody cars, that wants to buy one.
0: These cars yeah. are so cheap, though. Like, I don't know if I'd ever want to sell the car. I'd always find a, a yeah. way to keep it.
1: I mean, if you ever want to, I've told a lot of people that. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I want to do a full cage. And it's like, dude, you've done six track days. You shouldn't do a full cage. The one thing you that should, does. You th- should buy a bolt in auto bar and then sell it in five years if you're to do The one full thing
0: cage. that does bother me a little bit is the the side impact protection that the doors aren't yeah. reinforced. So it'd be kind of yeah. nice to do like a, a weld in rear four point yeah. and then do like a, a slanted door bar like some of the Miatas have. Like the That's actually what I put in the Miatas
1: that's what i've got in my in my street car my red hatch it's got like a drag style door bar that just drops along the cage yeah or it drops along the floor so so that's, yeah, that's if you, probably what i would do auto power i think is actually in california and they do custom cages too i think they're in the la area yeah i think uh,
0: aren't, aren't they the ones that i think they actually caged brian gillespie's um yeah
1: yeah land speed a, car land speed speed car. He, that he flipped <laughs>
0: yep. multiple times um
1: Another, uh, a few STL competitors out there, um, uh, from, uh, I think, uh, I think it's Morgan Trotter. He's got an EF. They did his full cage, uh, a few other ones out there in in California, they do a lot of custom cages. Like, you know, well, full weld ends, but, um, I think it'd be and then cool. You, you also know Modi I, from uh Blackbird. Yep. You know him real well. So I
0: think it'd be cool to do one, to do a cage and then get it upholstered.
1: That's not a bad idea. uh, do uh or do, I saw one time I saw somebody did uh, they had somebody make up like zipper um, sleeves for mm-hmm. all the main portions of the cage and you just kind of zipped the sleeves on and it was pretty cool look they did it out of like some micro suede or whatever so I don't know I think it'd be I think it'd be a fun project car for track tune yeah it would you could do it for pretty cheap too man you could do it for probably what Volkswagen's gonna pay you yeah
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> and then what just do an agreed I just need to do an agreed value policy on it. And then, yep, yep. when it gets stolen, then I can go buy focus r s
1: my 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 streetcar with uh, with my insurance company i 've got an agreed value policy um, with it's not i don 't have full, coll- i don't have collision because uh, that was like double the monthly when I got the policy when i was like twenty four um, but it's uh there 's a bunch of added stuff onto it like he couldn't he couldn 't say that I had a roll cage so like technically, if my car gets stolen, I have to claim all the all the stereo stuff even though there's not a stereo <laughs> and suspension stuff and stuff like that but um and uh there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, for cars that are like 25 years old it gets a lot easier so yeah um i should probably renegotiate that now that my car is 25 years old you know last year <laughs> but so um, or, yeah, or, yeah you, you could easily get a good policy on that yeah so
0: it shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad i mean it's probably going to be cheaper than the wagon to insure anyway at least i hope it is yeah.
1: And then just put like if you do a like a remote mount battery or whatever, just put you know the battery kill somewhere where you can reach it, and then just throw the key in your pocket off of that. You know, and then you get yeah. a dead battery, uh, and you flip the kill switch of the fuel pump, and you know the push start is somewhere else or whatever. Th- you know, three methods of
0: uh, I'd feel of like theft deterrent. I'd feel like Biff from uh, Back right. to the Future, You're the only one that could start that car, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, I I think it'd be <laughs> I think it'd be a fun car. And really, what's nice totally. about it is, it's this exact. It would be this car if I got one, so yeah. it's not like you have to go and you know worry about there being a better one out there. Um, yeah, that's that's always and, been the <laughs> hardest thing for me when I'm shopping. There's so many of the different cars out there that you're like, ah, yeah. oh, well, which one do I pick?
1: So this and makes it kind of easy, dude. Do, do you know how many times you're gonna go to like a cars and coffee meet or whatever, and and or whatever, you know, anything, and there's gonna be like twelve dudes who are like holy shit, it's that one. It's <laughs> to be so cool. That's Stole the one from like, the
0: magazine. What is it about EFs that makes people steal them so much?
1: Um, nowadays, they're so super modded, and like everybody's got to Type R, GSR, B16 into it, and then people just know that, and they steal them, and they steal the wheels and suspension and engine, and that's just what happens. But
0: so I, just, I, I, I don't it's think so... it's as
1: bad as it was, but... Um, right. I don't know about where you are in in Chicago. It calmed it was bad like four years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. and it kind of seemed to calm down the last few years. And you're seeing some of the newer stuff get stolen too, like even you know, the new SIs now because they all have K series, and now now thieves know what K series is and not B series. So has um, anyone has anyone ever done an all wheel drive
0: swap in a hatch? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, there was there was I forget the name of the shop, but. Uh, it was uh, on the east, and it was featured. It was featured in Honda Tuning. Um, they did a B twenty, B twenty setup like a CRV all wheel drive drivetrain. And then there's another shop that did it with the Wagovan stuff. Hmm. Um, and we, uh, Luke and I, and my brother, and all the rest of the 075 buddies, uh, we did an all wheel drive Wagovan, or not Wagovan. We did a Wagovan drivetrain swap. I mean, into a sedan. Um, yeah, we built an all-wheel-drive sedan for GRM for 2012 and 13, I think, for the GRM Challenge. That was the 555 four-door Civic rally car. Yeah, that thing was sweet. Had a Subaru front bumper on it. And it looked just like Colin McRae's 555 rally car. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that, and it was like perfect paint. Um, and uh, I I did a, a full bolt-in custom roll bar because bolt-in roll cages weren't uh, factored into the value. So we could spend money on on like some actual safety, um, but it had to be bolted; and it couldn't be welded in. So I I basically did a welded in cage, and then we just bolted it in instead of weld the plates. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that was a, it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, beautiful car. That car is still floating around too. It's probably sitting right next to Gutty right now or Sierra. Nice. So yeah, yeah. Well, real quick. All wheel drives are a pain in the butt, but don't don't do an all wheel drive. No,
0: swap, just do no, a no, full do rear wheel drive swap. Don't do that either. <laughs> So before we get too far off topic, uh, yeah, holy somebody
1: crap, we're into this thing for like 45 minutes. already.
0: Yeah, it went by very no. quickly. Um, no,
1: that'll happen. <laughs> get me talking about a yes.
0: somebody <laughs> wanted an update on your your new race car project.
1: No, my new race car. I did just get a cool box for that. Um, I just got a box in from Kingpin um, Kingpin suspension today kingpin
0: machine down in atlanta
1: yeah kingpin machine uh i got lower control arms for the front and upper inner joints and then the radius rods which ef's don't have like a uh an a-arm they've got like a uh, the front lower control arm is just like a straight arm and then it's got a long radius rod basically that that locates the suspension and Mm. kingpin makes a kingpin makes a makes a a bearing for that instead of the poly or factory rubber joint so um yeah, the car is going to be going into the shop to get caged pretty soon. I'm going to be caging it probably mid-January. I was going to do it mid-December and then I bought an RV and then it got to be like 12 below 0 and life is life is hard. Make sure you <laughs> so. make
0: sure you take photos, man. That's going to be a good build.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to take a picture of freaking every 12 minutes I work on that car. You're going to be so sick of looking at that CRX. It's uh <laughs> I think it's actually an I've got the title for it on my console in my truck, but uh um, I think it's a 90, I don't remember, which is a heavier one, but in, in STL, you're allowed to cut whatever metal out. I've got a, uh, it's a CRX, Um but I've got, uh, uh, I'm going to consider it an 88, so I can use 88 lower control arms, which are the same as a Type R, so. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the uh, I've got 88 bumpers and shit for it, I think. Huh. I've got a whole pile of them, but uh I'm going to use the 88CRX the uh, lower control arms um, so that I can use just full circle track style shocks and uh, my current CRX has the Whitener shocks and he welded like the forks on them like a regular Honda um, but uh, I want to do just straight circle track style with the eyelet you know bearings top and bottom but and with, uh, with the 88 slash ITR arms you can do that because it's like a, it goes into a, like a stamped steel instead of going over like a forged uh lower control arm goes into a stamp steel one and the bolt goes through it instead of uh a fork that goes over the lower control arm where the bolt goes through it but nerd talk here but <laughs> the uh <laughs> the, the, i'm i'm uh, i need to rem- i need, need to remind myself to breathe when i'm talking about <laughs> race car builds <laughs> starting to go blue in the face <laughs> <sighs> but uh yeah the cars, uh the car it lived a stance life for a little while um and so the bottom is kind of hit like it's beat up um so the like we were talking about, it, area. It's,
0: it's like the K-Swap donor car.
1: Just, yeah, it, the it's not that bad. Not that bad? That, that, not, bad? <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> that thing was freaking hammered. <laughs> but uh, the, it, it's kind of beat up on the bottom. Um, but the problem was the lower the lower rear cross member, which is a it's part of the tub. Like it's welded in. Spot welds. But um, that had clearly caught something at one time in its life uh, and had, like ripped off. And it was like it's it's like half ripped. Um mm-hmm. And uh, so Lee Grimes from Coney, uh, who's been on the show a bunch of times, uh, I met up with him at PRI. And he had a parts car that he literally had owned for like 25 years, 22 Mm. years or something. And it had been hit in the front. And uh, so he cut the rear crossmember out for me. So I'm going to drill the spot welds out on that and then have like a brand new rear crossmember. Drill the spot welds off on my car and then weld that on. And uh, seam welding and stitch welding is allowed in STL, so I'm going to do that. Also, so I'm going to take it out in the backyard and sandblast all the major seams and weld those um, after I cage it, and uh, and then plan on learning how to paint myself. So I might need to uh, I might need to bother you about some paint tips because you you used to sell paint things and body things. So yeah, I know I know a little bit about that stuff. The uh, that's it's going to be my first auto thing I've sprayed. Um, we sell we spray uh, uh doors at work sometimes like garage doors and stuff but we mm-hmm. usually use like a latex like exterior house paint um, right so it's not it's I'm, not catalyzed or anything right it doesn't, yeah no it I, just, I have uh, to thin it out but uh-huh. uh but I but uh, you know you just thin it with a little bit of water until it's you know like basically you thin it to taste <laughs> <So> <laughs> until it's like until it's like oh yeah that's kind of what I do <laughs> and then you spray it out but uh, yeah I've never used like a real car paint so I'll probably roll over to Eastwood and just buy some Eastwood gray or white, but um, Ooh, I think battleship the body, gray would be nice. I want to, I want to do the whole interior, like gray, like a light gray, like a battleship or even lighter kind of gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason that I, I want to do, like I want to do white because that looks super clean, but then white also looks dirty when it's dirty. Yeah. Um, but some people do darker color interiors, you know, because you like desert you never, tan. Uh, I thought about that too because uh, I kind of want to do the same exterior that I have in my current car, which is like the two two different colors of vinyl.
0: Do hearing hearing um, aid beige? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hearing aid beige? That's like old white man ear color. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard the term hearing aid beige. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's um, what you need to do.
1: That, well, people like to do light color interiors so that you can like see if there's stuff cracking and like, see if you crack in the roll cage or whatever. But, uh, hearing aid beige is a color. Maybe, maybe I'll make my own, I'll mix my own color. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's what I not would a recommend. bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> my, my current car is two different colors of vinyl on the outside, you know? Um, and like three and a half inch squares, uh, looks like digital camo and I'm kind of planning on doing the same thing because it's so easy to live with. And I like the look of it. Um, but if if one of the colors was just the color of paint that I did, then I would only have to use half the vinyl. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> so, perfect. Yeah, Man. that's not a bad idea. So Learning what, things, figuring yeah, things out. Yeah, there you out. go. So uh, listeners
0: no. are probably like, what the hell is going on? This whole show is just about Hondas.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I am a, on this show. <laughs>
0: I'm going to so. have to give a disclaimer. Yeah, but this time I'm kind of giving in. A lot of times yeah, I'm like, Honda's, come, Honda's, on, Honda's. come on, let's we, move on. I think we, but now that we I found, found this
1: car... That's right. Yeah, now you're down the deep dark wormhole. Oh baby. God, it's so bad.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, remember, we should just
1: call this show Honda's Honda's Honda's. At, at all of our grid life,
0: at all of our grid life events, like for years, I've always been like, oh, Levi's EF is my favorite car. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, it's just K swap.
1: Well, then, light little then maybe EF. Maybe you just need just just order a JDM K20R setup and buy get some mounts from Brian and just do that. Will that fit under the factory hood? Yeah, that's an SIR hood. That's what, I think that's what Levi has. Sweet. Yeah, just a K20R. Just totally stock JDM K20 I, type R motor. I'd do
0: that, but I'd want to keep like... Well, it has an Apexi exhaust on it. I don't know how loud it so, is. It's probably not that, that loud.
1: Dude, do, do, an, do, an, do a cutout. Do an E-cutout.
0: Well, I'd, I'd want to buy, buy like a nice factory exhaust because I'd want it to be nice and quiet. But I also want it to be really fast. I don't want it to draw any more attention than it needs to.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, well, the a K20R, like, you don't do anything to that. It'll make, like, 230 wheel right out of the box. How much do those go for, though, with, with the LSD trans? Uh, you're probably, I don't know, you have to look it up, but they're probably, like, 5,000 <laughs> yeah, bucks. cheap. that's
0: that's not going to happen. I'll just go B-Series. Yeah.
1: It's so cheap. Well, it can be, if you do it right. If you buy, like, the if you, like, go and buy, like, a B-Series swap from one of the importers, it's not cheap like there's they're still like three thousand dollars i'm sure I'm sure um, Brian's
0: got something laying around. I know that's the guy you got to talk to some of our guys our buddies board. in Chicago probably have something laying around
1: um, if if you can find like all the stuff to do a k series swap, uh, they're pretty cool like they are neat, they're freaking fast well um, I mean just it's be, a mo- it's a more modern motor I can blah, always do blah, it later blah. though right like it's pretty easy to yeah, go B series yeah. to K series. But yeah, you have, basically you have to take the driver or passenger side mount. Pat, no, one, two. You take one of the mounts off. You take the trans side mount off because that's where the motor mount is. Uh, and you have to weld or bolt in a new motor mount, basically. So okay. you just drill out some spot welds and like bang the bang the rear crossmember a little bit, you know, and then hit with a hammer at the same time. <laughs> so. so
0: many Honda's things. I can't yeah.
1: wait. Yeah. No, it it, uh, it could be a fun daily, man. It could It'd be, be my, first, could my be...
0: first, like, serious, legit front-wheel drive car, too.
1: Well, you've driven a few pretty serious builds. Like, they're fun to drive. They, yeah, they're think, easy. People oh, front-wheel, front-wheel drive is stupid. Well, not really. Not if you set it up right. Front-wheel it's wheel not drive stupid. It's fine. great because you don't have to think that much. Well, if it's set up right, too. Like, my CRX rotates, like, like a Miata or more. Yeah. And it's freaking fun. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, so. There's nothing wrong with them, uh, especially if you like the looks of it. Like, if it's a car that does something for you, like, if it, like, stirs your soul a little bit, well, that's the car you should build.
0: There's, there's just something about the the EF. Like, there's something romantic about it to me
1: on just how basic it is. And it's so old school looking and the perfect, yeah. like, slab sides, angular. I, I've always loved the look of them. I've loved the look of them since they were brand new. I remember being, how old would I have been in, like, 89? I've been six years old. Um, eighty nine or ninety, I was like six or seven, and I remember seeing a red one um around town that was slightly lowered and it had some different wheels on it. And and ever since then, like that's just they've been the car like for me. Like five, I always loved them, man.
0: Five spoke American Racing wheels.
1: Yeah, they were probably like some. <laughs> he probably he literally he probably bought them from like, Tire Rack. It, they were probably like just some cheap wheels. Ah. Yeah, it. it uh, I remember it probably had cut coils on it, and it was a dual point car because it had the black bumpers. So it was a standard model or or a low model DX. Uh, the most of the DXs had painted bumpers like SI.
0: So is most of the difference? Um, it was like some cosmetic things, and then
1: the motor, like fundamentally, everything yeah, else is the yeah. same, right? The Basically, the hatchback, there were three different trim levels, uh, and there was the standard model, which, you know, the STD, <laughs> you get ED and you get STD. Um, the standard model had the four-speed dual-point with, like, a restrictor in it, so it made, like, 78 horsepower or something like that. Um, and then the same exact motor, basically, was in the DX. It was a dual-point motor. It made a little bit more horsepower, but it had a five-speed um and usually painted bumpers and sometimes i think some i think it was an optional sunroof or maybe there was just a bunch of dealer installed you know cut a hole in it put a shitty 80s sunroof in um but it had a nicer interior the the 4 speed standard model uh usually had a radio delete so it had a plastic plate over the radio um and vinyl vinyl seats like straight up vinyl seats flat hmm. like flat seats to like sitting on a <laughs> sitting on a countertop um and then the, the DX was nicer cloth seats, nicer interior, but still the dual point, but had a five speed, and the five speed ratios were the exact same as the SI, but it was a three eight final versus a four two five final in the SI. So oh, so you SI want that four a, two five? A four two five is still pretty lame. I got a four nine in my race car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the four two five final. Um, the the trainer had training had a little bit bigger bearings on the diff in the SI, but it's same exact ratios. Um, but the SI was a 1.6 versus a 1.5 with the multi-point. And it made like, you know, I think it made like 108 uh, factory. But but you just put an intake and header on them, and they make like 115, 120 to the wheels sometimes.
0: So, I mean, if so I'm going to... strong if motors. If I'm only going to ever own one front-wheel drive Honda, I That's
1: think this one, one would probably be the one to get, right? They're really basic, and there's, they're, they're light. Even the nicer trim models are—they're as light as like the VX yeah. and CX, like, e.g.
0: Like, I've never owned a front-wheel-drive Honda before, and yeah. if I never own another one again, you know it'd be fine as long as I own this one.
1: No, EFs are the—they're the ones that do something for me. I don't know why. It's, it's got to go back to when I was like six or seven and seeing that—that that one with probably heated-up springs running around town. Hmm. I—I've I, always loved the EF. I don't know why. I've never owned an EG. I owned one EK that I bought to flip and I made like a thousand bucks on it. Um, uh, But that's, and my wife had it. My wife had an EG when we got married. But so I guess technically I owned half an EG. It sucked. So it was so boring. (laughs) 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 It was, it was an auto 1.5 DX.
0: (laughs) So, well, earlier today, I posted just a call for questions on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And I would be doing our fans and listeners a great disservice if we didn't answer some of these questions. Uh, so I saw a couple of them. There's a you lot of them. Yeah. So what I'll do, I'll read one out, ask you the question. Uh, we'll just do yeah. lightning round answers on them. Okay. Um, you answer and then I'll answer real quick and then we'll move on to the
1: next one. Perfect. Yeah, I, so, I, I've been running around town with my in-laws who just got here from Thailand, so it's been busy. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I think week. I think we'll do these more often,
0: uh, because there are some yeah. pretty good questions. And it's so, what all the other
1: podcasts do, so we should just copy Yeah, them. why not?
0: <laughs> Except for this, this first question. Mikey Brzezinski asks, what is your favorite cheese?
1: Mm. Uh, extra sharp cheddar.
0: Ah, mine's Famunda.
1: Oh, you know what? <laughs> my... my rec- <laughs> That's,
0: uh, I don't know if I'd go with that. that Actually, I, I like, <laughs> I like Munster because it, it's fun to say, and it really, it's not very offensive at
1: all. So there's a town, there's a town about two towns over from me called Munster. Munster I know. Indiana. I know. Yeah. I don't think that's where the cheese Munster. comes from, but they spell it, they spell it differently. Ah. My, my recorder just went to like one hour and I, for some reason I, I, I got a little, uh, upset for a split second. I thought I ran out of, uh. Life out of space uh, space <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but it just it, it like all the numbers changed at the same time and it spooked me <laughs> anyway question right, 2 next question
0: ron prins asked why does austin ruin everyone's brakes um why does austin ruin everyone's brakes he's got a heavy foot i'm a i'm a sissy i think yeah, is what it is see i how use he the brakes he's got a heavy foot i use the brakes too much
1: you did ruin uh, um, Phil. What's his Phil, Phil Trans K Series, E G. One time totally I got the drive. it.
0: Brake. Yeah, he didn't get the drive. <laughs> I, we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He let me drive it Friday, and I killed oh. the brakes. <laughs> and I think he even put new pads on it and bled it, and he still couldn't get it to stop anymore.
1: I think that was the last time he drove that car.
0: <laughs> it is. He got back and he sold it to John Coster. Yeah, and so and, that uh, motor, man, that motor is in John's car now.
1: And John Coster, I think, has fought the brakes on that thing for um, <laughs> ever, for I, two years.
0: I have no idea what I did, man. It's like I popped yeah. something inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So Good luck with that, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question. Patrick Morgan asks, is ice, snow, winter autocross the safest and most fun environment to learn and master car control? Couldn't tell you, never done it. How, what do you think, <laughs> Uh I would say it's the most fun. I wouldn't
1: say it's the safest. No?
0: There's stuff to hit, like snowbanks. you can hit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The RS so, guys were talking about how after the whole season, they've got, like, six-foot
0: walls. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is why, like, a place like the Porsche Experience Center, uh, Shameless Plug, uh, is great. There's a lot of, like, really low-friction-type
1: yeah, environments
0: yeah. where the car gets sideways really easy at, like, six, seven miles an hour. And you can really work okay. on car control there a lot. And it's somebody else's car, so you don't have to worry about it. But yeah. it, is, it is good. Um, you know, anytime you're driving in a low-traction environment, it's good for car control. Because okay. every time out, it's like you think about it. When you're on a racetrack and all of a sudden the car starts sliding, if you don't have the experience, you don't really want to get the experience on how to control it right at that specific moment. Um, no, that's not the place. Yeah. That's not, not, so, not your first time. So, yeah, any any sort of low traction environment where you can safely slide the car, I think, is the best to learn and master car control.
1: How much did Porsche pay us for that plug?